Hey there, I'm Matt. I'm Jesse. And I'm Ivana. And we're a full-time RV family. A couple years ago, we sold everything and moved our family of three into an RV. And that's been one of the best decisions we've ever made. However, it did come with a very steep learning curve. So we're here to share our stories, tips, and tricks for living life on the road. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the black tank. Ew, Daddy! This is Recreational Variables. Why, it's a happy road that I'm Traveling on, I just can't help myself. You got me singing out a happy song since your sun came shining. I know it won't be long until your happy road is taking me home. So I'm getting a lot of tweets because I just, um, I have a lot of people. Wow, it, it, it is coming in. What? Well, I, I provided some. I think uh, good, credible feedback to POTUS. A lot yeah. of people liking my tweets. Oh, really? It's rare that people like my tweets. Well. So you, you have more likable people, I believe, in, in your social media stuff than me. I don't even know what that means. What I mean is like people like your stuff more than me. And that's... I don't know about that. It kind of goes with our friends, too. Like they like you more than me. Ah, uh, possibly. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's right. spin the wheel. Wheel of topic. Who's spinning? You? You. Okay. One, two, spin. Ooh, this is a chilling, frightening topic. Ooh. Ways to keep warm during winter. Yeah. By the way, happy winter solstice to you. Yes, the day we're recording this, winter solstice. See, the nice thing I, I like about winter is not only that it's cold... But the days do get longer. Well, not not today. They, but so they start to. They yeah. start to. They start Finally. to. Finally. I am having the hardest time getting up in the morning when it's still dark at 7 in the morning. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work for me. Could be at the North Pole. I think it's dark all the time there now. All right. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to be talking about ways to stay warm in an yeah. RV during winter. I think that's, you know, yeah. fitting for, for this time of year. Yeah. We have been through um, a couple winters. Mm -hmm. Last year was particularly chilly should yes. we say yeah well and, and that's you know that's the thing about RVing a lot of times you're kind of chasing the good weather so like our you know our first RV winter we had a very mild winter because we were still in uh, Arizona in within the Phoenix ish about an hour, area, outside, about an of hour Phoenix. outside of Phoenix yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know that was a very mild winter but then last winter we were in up in elevation. We were at over six thousand feet. Yeah, around six. It was 000. about sixty-five hundred, actually. Yeah. yeah. Plus wind, that was cold. So we had some temperatures where it was down in the single digits even overnight, which that was new for us. I'm just going to say this because there there could be some people listening right now, and I'm sure there are that are saying, "Oh, you guys are a bunch of pansies. You're sissies. You can't handle the cold. You know, it's it's negative four to five every day in my house. You know, and it's like okay, that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, we're not used to that. Um, yeah. Being from Arizona, we're not used to you know freezing temperatures overnight, yeah. um, low you know teens to single digits. Yeah, um, and we're not on, used to that. On top of that, you know, RVs are not insulated the way that houses mm -hmm. are so yeah especially there's just there's so many factors and with an rv you could have all kinds of there's all kinds of more ways 
for the cold to creep in. You know, it's coming up yeah. from the underbelly. It's coming in from just tiny little cracks. You have thinner walls, less insulation or no insulation. You know, there's just there's just all kinds of things. So what do we do? Yeah, what do I, we do? I, I think the, the, the basic thing is, you know what? Put on more clothes. Yeah, because especially, you know, yes, there there's a furnace in, in the RV. Cool. That's great. But when it's cold and your insulation is poor you are going to run through a ton of propane and Mm -hmm. it adds up, you know? So we even, we turned our heat down for the, for the rough winter, the, the colder winter. We, we turned our furnace down to try to save some propane because we were filling up propane pretty often and we put on more clothes. And I think we slept with like six blankets on our bed something Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. and and two cats um and then we even we went around and you can do this you know when it's cold but you could stand in certain parts of the rv and actually feel a draft Mm -hmm. and if we if you could stand somewhere like next to our stairs that go from the main living area up to the bedroom and bathroom standing there i could feel a draft Mm -hmm. You can't feel it under like normal mild weather circumstances, but when it was really cold, we could feel a draft standing there. So we would take, find things to shove in the little tiny little cracks where it was coming from to kind of insulate it. And so they're same with next to our bed. We Mm -hmm. think we ended up putting a bunch of old pillowcases and sheets in these little areas on either side of our bed that we could just feel cold air. And I dug those out the other day. Yeah, I mean, I, we just I, I we, we, we forgot like, about them and left. <laughs> yeah, what well, is this? Why this were is these great. here? It was creepy. I thought I thought we had like a stowaway. Yeah. or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that you know that was one thing you know just going around and and filling in the cracks the best you can whether it's with blankets or you know I mean just kind of think of like a drafty old house the kind of the old school kind of mm, tricks mm-hmm. you would you would use in a drafty old house you kind of have to get that same way with with an RV. We have blankets and sweaters and running the furnace. Yes, running the furnace takes a lot of propane. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that will happen, um, this is kind of a note for for newbies. Yes. You hear about it, but it will happen. It's the rule. You will run out of propane in the middle of the night. Yeah. And you will have to change that to keep your family warm. Yeah. If you don't change it to keep your family warm, you should um, be very, really apologize. You'll be very cold. Yes, because yeah, your family will kick you out, make if, you sleep outside. But yeah, if you're going to run out of propane nine times out of ten, it is going to be in the middle of the night when it's the least convenient to change that propane out. And I yeah. got lazy a couple of days ago. Yeah. That last week or the, the week before I got lazy because I knew we were running low on, on propane. And I was like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll wait till tomorrow. Well, and, and this wasn't just low on propane. We were it, on our last tank of yeah, propane. Yeah. We didn't have, normally we have extra tanks filled mm-hmm. up and ready to swap out. We had gotten really lazy about that. Yeah. So, yes. No, I, I take responsibility. I got lazy yeah. with it. So <laughs> the middle of the night. Um, we ran out of propane. We ran out. There was no extra. No, not, I, I couldn't yeah. swap out tanks. Yeah. So we were just out. But the way we knew that we were running out of propane is there's a clicking noise when in the furnace when your f- furnace is trying to ignite it's like click click you know yeah. click click trying trying to turn on that'll go on and off yeah if your we, furnace is like we could hear the fan running on the furnace but the clicking w- was constantly going and then you can also start to if you have a good sense of smell you can smell like the propane fumes coming mm-hmm. through it, it's hard to describe but that's like when you start to kind of smell those fumes 
and that was, I think for me, that was the indicator too, is like, I could kind of smell the fumes. We could hear the clicking, like it was trying to ignite and it couldn't cause there wasn't enough propane. And yeah, so we were just out for the night. You have 22 blankets on your bed, 15 sweaters on. Okay, you're looking like the kid from Christmas Story. You were Mr. Lazy Bones, so then all your propane's out. What's next? Well, you could do an electric heater. Yeah. There's yep. pros and space cons heaters. to that too. Yeah, there's different kind of, you know, they have the, the ceramic space heaters. You definitely want to get one that's got safety features. Um, you know, like if it gets tipped over or overheats, it, that it'll auto shut off. You know, they make some that um, you can operate via Bluetooth on your phone, mm -hmm. uh, which is really cool. So like even not just for running out of propane, but, but just, you know, you can use those space heaters to make your propane stretch a little farther too. Yeah, so not yeah. just when you're out. But the thing with electric heaters is you probably know, especially if you're boondocking or on solar, these electric heaters are gonna suck your energy like nobody's business. Um, or if you're worried about the electric bill at the RV park you're at, if you're staying a month, you know, you gotta pay electric, um, it will suck the, um, the electricity. But you know, yeah. yeah. But the thing was, we had no propane left. Right. And we had no electric space heaters. We also, we have a gas buddy, or no, is, is it called a gas buddy? I don't know, it's right over there. It is a Mr. Heater. Ooh, Mr. Heater. Propane, or it's a Mr. Heater portable buddy. Oh, my buddy, my buddy. Yeah. My and buddy and it, me. It says it is safe to run it inside. Normally these portable propane powered heaters are not safe to run inside. Um, and so, yeah, you just hook up a little, you can hook up those little camping propane the one pound green camping yeah you can, you can hook those up to it and run it or you can buy an attachment with a longer hose to hook up to a bigger tank and if if you're not comfortable having that big tank open inside your home you can kind of thread the wire through like through your slide or something like that and keep the tank outside whatever you're comfortable with but um, then again you know. that's going to allow in cold air somehow yeah it is but, but you know just make sure you have even you, you're you're gonna need to have one anyway because mm -hmm. of your stove and your furnace being propane, but a propane detector that is up to date. Up so to date is very key. Yeah, mm -hmm. they only last about five to seven years, and then you'll start getting false alarms or you know, heaven forbid, it doesn't detect, you know, an actual propane leak. You don't want that. So, check the date on them. Make sure that they're staying up to date. We had no propane that night, <laughs> and we've gotten rid of all of our electric space heaters. So we just, you know, it actually wasn't that bad outside. It got into the 30s that night in the RV. I think it was around 40 was the lowest it hit that night. It so was it was chilly and it was um, chilly, but we had no wind because right. of being inside. So it was like it was doable. So um, then um, insulation, there's different types of insulation you can get for for your RV. When we bought this RV, they had the styrofoam insulation, especially in the back toy hauler part. Um, and that helped. Yeah. You know, it's it's like yeah. foam board stuff. I'm sorry. I don't know the actual but name yeah. of it. And then especially like, because the windows in an RV are not, they're not like residential windows. So they don't have the same insulating properties. You know, I think you can get upgraded ones or maybe some newer rigs have better windows, but it's still not quite the same mm -hmm. as, mm -hmm. un, you know, the residential windows. And so one, you'll find you, you lose heat through the windows. Like our big window that's behind our couch, we have a big picture like huge window and when it gets cold and you're just sitting next to it with the window closed you can feel mm -hmm. the cold 
coming off of the window. And I've checked the seals or, yeah. or around the window and, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's it's just what happens. So yeah. if you have the opportunity, you know, get some foam board, insulation foam board or Reflectix. Reflectix. What is Reflectix? Yeah, Justin? Reflectix, it's a, you can buy it at Home Depot or Lowe's or on Amazon or whatever. It looks kind of like bubble wrap, but it's silver. So it comes in a big old roll. They make, make different sizes and you can just cut it you know, unroll it and cut it to size and you can either push it into the inside of the window so it stays there by itself or you can get uh, like little Velcro, you can get the Velcro, Velcro like command strips or whatever mm -hmm. and put it up with Velcro. That way it's, it's just easy up, easy down and that'll keep heat from escaping from your RV and keep the cold from coming in. It works well. The, the it, Reflectix it does, it does work works really well, and it's and it works year round. So yeah, it works um, in the heat too. Yeah, for for the summertime, it'll actually help keep your place cool. Cooler, yeah. So you know, the downside is like it makes everything very dark, having all the windows covered up. But when you're too hot or too cold in the RV, you know, just turn on some lights and yeah, there you go. Stuff, Suck so. it up. Yeah, do what you gotta do to keep your family warm. Lazy bones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So th those are some tips that we have done um, yeah, to, to stay, stay warm, stay warm inside. inside. Yeah. Yeah. Also, even like like using your stove, like making hot tea and things like that. Like even I find even just the, the heat coming off of the stove, you know, warms mm -hmm. it up a little bit, too. I'm not saying like use the stove as a heat source because that would be kind of. <laughs> We're roasting marshmallows, kids. But, yeah. you know, just, you know, making a pot of tea or cooking mm -hmm. dinner on your stove instead of you know, with your Ninja Foodie or whatever, it's, you'll generate a little bit more heat, which yeah. is kind of nice. So I think the moral of the first part is make sure you got lots of propane and yeah. lots of blankets. Yeah, lots don't, of and don't, don't do what we did and, and gamble it down to the very last tank. We're gamblers on. Yeah. You should, you should always try to have at least one full tank more on hand, you know, like you just never know. Have a reserve. That's right. Have a reserve. So let's talk about the outside. There's stuff that can happen to your rig on the outside. And there's um, things you can do on the outside to protect absolutely. the cold coming in. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, one of the most common ones that I'm sure a lot of people have seen is the skirting. Mm -hmm. It's like the little dress around the RV. Around the bottom. Yeah, it closes off the bottom because that cold air coming up under your RV is going to, it just creates another place for cold to come mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's a house on a foundation that's sealed off. So you're not getting cold coming up from under the, yeah, you know, yeah. under the ground. And there's, there's different types of, um, of, um, you know, skirting options. Mm -hmm. So we, we've seen people take plywood and kind of build a plywood barrier mm -hmm. around it, or even that kind of decorative, uh, garden fencing. Yeah. We, we've seen people, um, have that and, and not with like holes in it, but you know, they, they no, seal no, no, it no. off. Right. And right. then we've, I've seen people use, um, like the, the foam board, um, insulation foam board, and they mm -hmm. just cut that to size. You know, it's going to depend on your RV park. They may have some regulations about the skirting and how it looks. Um, we've seen some that were like masterfully woodworked, beautiful skirting. Oh, yeah. um, you yeah. know, when that was last winter in the very, very cold winter. So clearly those people knew what they were doing and they were prepared for it. We, on the other hand... We did have a skirt that came with the RV made and, out of uh, like yeah. a insulated vinyl. Yes. Yep. But um, the problem was we didn't know how to put it on. So we didn't know where it began it was and, all in and pieces. where it was supposed to end. Yeah. It was in all these miscellaneous pieces. None of them seemed to make sense. And on top of that, 
it was like all of a sudden we went from mildish weather to all of a sudden this blizzard was like coming in to the area we were in. So all of a sudden it was like, ah, we got to get the skirt out and put it up. And so we were out there and it's windy and it's starting to rain. And then the rain's getting like colder and colder, ready to snow. We're trying to put this thing up like mad people. And we just, <laughs> we decided to use duct tape, duct tape, uh, mm -hmm. not a great idea because that took a long time to get the residue off. But we were just kind of panicked because we didn't know what the cold was going to be like in the RV. So we're trying to put this skirt up and it was crazy. And then by the next morning, more than half of it, I think, had blown off right, from the right. wind. And oh, so yeah, very strong winds. Yep. Yeah, we just yep. we kind of gave up and decided that wasn't for us. And, the, and the, <laughs> the tricky part, when we bought the RV, the, the people we bought it from said, oh, yeah, we use command hooks or, or something like that to put up the skirting. Yeah. But they had it perfectly measured out as to every X amount. Yeah. You know, they, they would put a hook on there. But and, those were all gone. And yep. Yep. And, and like and we like, said, we didn't know which piece went which way. Which piece went where. And so, you know, I um, did a little bit of research and in RV skirting, it's it really is kind of an art, I think, to, to put it up and to yeah. make it look nice. You know, that that's just my opinion. But yeah. one, one of the coolest things you could do is actually put snaps up along the, the side of your rig. So there's some companies out there that will, you know, provide you the snaps and you kind of fill out this online form, tell them how, how big your RV is and they will make you you know, a size appropriate thing, but you install it yourself and it, it does, it, it looks nice. There's a certain way you put it up. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the pricing on this stuff can range from like 1500 bucks. And I've seen videos of custom made ones that run even in excess of $10,000. Wow. Um, but it is beautiful, does the job and keeps yeah. um, keeps your electric bills down and yeah. keeps you warm and i yeah warmer, I, think, I guess especially you know like where we're at right now yes it is unusually cold in the area we're at right now for winter it's you know there's a it's a cold snap coming through the whole country right now you know it's hard not to feel it but um we're not in any place where we feel like we need to use that skirting or anything but definitely if you're staying longer term somewhere and those winters are getting cold, it's worth it to get that skirting up uh, for Definitely sure. It'll, it. it'll I, save I, you propane. Mm -hmm. It'll save you. It actually helps your tanks from freezing, which we'll talk about next. It helps the underbelly, whole underbelly stay, <clears throat> stay away from that wind chill and all that. And so, yeah, I mean, mo moving on to that water yeah. lines, I mean, just like in a house, water lines can freeze in an RV and we've had friends last winter whose lines burst and yeah it, it was gets a huge messy. problem it yeah. gets very messy and so the the water lines in an rv are made out of pex piping and when i first moved into this thing i didn't know what pex piping was um it's not like i mean some homes are, are being made with with pex piping but pex piping is a um smaller tube i guess they're longer i think they're about 20 feet long um but they are they're sturdy and they're flexible so it well for traveling you can right. you can bend them um they they can bend but it's not like you can bend them in half but right but, but they like, do have some give to them right and like the shape like the the movement from traveling isn't gonna snap it right right it's not gonna yeah. snap them they they are lightweight and the the cool thing about pex is that it's meant to withstand the cold temperatures in the winter they expand and so so they're not going to explode um 
Uh, so they, they do have some give that way. And then when they thaw out, they shrink back down the size. Now that does cause some wear and tear over mm-hmm. the season. So multiple episodes of that could, you know, start Create to decrease issues. the lifelong issue. However, in the, um, like in, in the summertime, like it can handle temperatures up to 200 degrees. Oh, wow. And so it can handle all these things, but they do freeze because we've <laughs> yeah. had, had friends that um, yeah. um, experienced that, but there's ways to keep those warm. Mm-hmm. And one of those, um, one of the biggest ways, if you're in a park and you're hooked up to the city water, um, get a heated hose. And mm-hmm. a heated hose is, it's it's got a heat line within there. Um, you can get a heated hose or even heated um, ropes or heat pads. Um, those are for different things, but the, the heated hose would plug into your um, city water line and it plugs into an outlet over by the electric box that, that you're hooked into, but it's got a heated line within the hose to warm up the water as it comes through. Yeah. And you want to leave maybe one of your faucets or maybe a bathroom in the kitchen faucet just dripping oh so slightly so that water is constantly running through and that's going to keep your PEX yeah. pipes because we even, warm. you know, the heated hose was good um, and it, it has a scent. They it should have a sensor on it where that it's not just constantly heated. It has a sensor that senses if it's hitting freezing mm-hmm. and then it mm-hmm. kicks on. So yeah. that way it's not sucking your electricity. But even with the heated hose, we had some single digit nights where it, it still froze. And that was when we learned like, okay, and it, when it's that cold, the heated hose is great when, you know, if mm-hmm. it's just going to be just below freezing, no big deal. But when it's as cold as we were getting, you do need to leave your water faucets dripping. Um, and that, you know, that was just another trial and everything that we had to learn. Yep. And because of that, you just don't know, you know, maybe maybe your power goes out or your your heated hose shorts out or whatever, and it freezes anyway. So one precaution you can take is to fill your freshwater tank so that you've got, you know, fill it up with enough water that it won't freeze mm-hmm. in a short term overnight freeze Mm -hmm. now as far as long-term freezes i don't i don't know how it'll fare but you know have your freshwater tank filled up if you have a furnace that runs through your underbelly or you have tank heaters use them yep um to try to keep those tanks from freezing but that way at least in the morning even if your if your heat if your if your hose did freeze you can just switch on your water pump and use use your freshwater tank the other thing we did too, because again, just it's always good to have multiple things, especially in the cold. Like the cold, it can be extreme. And we were kind of out in the middle of nowhere. There wasn't a lot of amenities out where we were last winter. So you really needed to think ahead and be prepared. Um, so we even would keep like six or so gallons of water just inside our RV. That way, no matter what happened, we would have drinking water, we'd have enough water to wash our hands or flush the toilet just to get us through until things thawed out. Yeah. And, and some ways that you can keep, um, you know, your, your tanks even warm is by these heat pads. Mm-hmm. Um, there are these heat pads that you can stick to the bottom of the tank and then mm-hmm. run an electric cable, um, you know, and, and, and power yeah. it that way. There's also, um, heat lines that you can wrap around your pipes um, a lot of a lot of people wrap them around their um, sewer pipes, mm-hmm. uh, so that that doesn't freeze. You know, to, right. to help it yeah. stay un, yeah, unfrozen. Your the uh, the infamous stinky slinky. That's the other thing. Close your gray tanks when it's going to get that cold, because if it's super cold, you're going to end up with the water that just drips out down your gray normally 
it's going to freeze on mm. its way and then you're going to end up with a clog and that is bad news. Yep. Don't um, want that. So yeah, it's best to keep your tanks closed when it's getting that cold below freezing um, and then just empty them as you need to so that there's enough water moving that it doesn't freeze up on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, you can take pipe insulation. That's kind of like pool noodle. Yeah. It looks type like of a things. pool noodle um, with a, a slit cut down it yeah or you may have to cut your, your your own slit in there to depending what you get but you can find that stuff at hardware stores and you can go into there and just wrap around some of the exposed um yeah pipe piping you know rving in the cold is not the most fun but there are certainly people who rv in even colder climates than than we do and there's groups on facebook i know that are specifically about winter rving and rving in extreme cold temperatures so um it's always good to uh get yourself connected with with some of those groups people that have been there before you um or even if you're just new to an area that gets cold talk to your neighbors because that was how we found out about like leaving the faucet dripping and things like that mm -hmm, again we mm -hmm. you know we were just kind of naive to it but we grew up in very temperate climates they weren't unnecessarily cold mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it was very rare to have something a, like a that. deep freeze like a really deep like freeze yeah, yeah like so for us it just wasn't something top of mind honestly in the winter time when all this fails just put on some hot cocoa bundle up with your family put on a great movie and just enjoy yeah the present you know? yeah yeah you'll get through it <laughs> i think that's fun yeah you know? so thank you for listening make sure you subscribe we'll have new episodes that come out every friday and thanks again for listening oh yes your happy road is take a